Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. First John 3, 1 says, See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we would be called children of God, and such we are. I don't know where you are in your journey today. I don't know if you've been following him closely or if you've been going the opposite direction, but I want to encourage you for a minute that there is a power in coming back. In Luke 15, Jesus tells the story of the prodigal son, and you may or may not be familiar with it, but it is a powerful story of a son who decided he didn't want to do things his father's way anymore. And so he chose to take what was his and to walk away with it. He chose to take his inheritance and and go the other direction. And so he left his father and he went into a far country, the Bible says, and he wasted everything he had, everything he owned, everything he had brought with him. He just wasted it all. And he got desperate and he was broke. He had nothing. And so he began to feed pigs. And as he was there, feeding the pigs with nothing, nothing to eat, nothing to wear, no home to stay in. He got so desperate one day that he thought about eating the pigs' food with them. And in that moment of desperation, when he had nowhere to go and nowhere to turn, he thought to himself, why am I here? What am I doing here? Why am I trying to survive on my own? What am I doing? Why do I not go back to my father? Because in my father's house, even the servants have plenty to eat. So this is what I'm going to do. I know that I'm not worthy to be called a son. I know that I'm that I've seen sinned against him. I've sinned against my father and I'm not worthy to to receive anything at his hand at this point because I have I have failed. I have sinned, but I'm going to go back. And when I go back, I'm going to tell my dad that I know I'm not worthy. I'm going to confess to him. I'm going to tell him, just make me a servant. I'm fine with that. Just let me be in your house as a servant. And so the prodigal son, he gets up and he goes back. Even though he recognized his sin and his unworthiness, he said, it's still better in my father's house than it is anywhere else. So I'm going to go back. And so he gets up and he goes back. And as he returned, his father was watching for him. And when he saw him coming still a long ways off, the father ran to him and embraced him and threw a party for him. He was so happy that his son had come back that it didn't matter at that moment of all the things. He didn't need the laundry list of things that his son had done while he was gone. It was pretty obvious Things would not happen well while he was gone. But his father didn't demand an explanation. He didn't demand anything except your home. Now let's have a party. My son who was gone, is he was lost and now he's found. So let's have a party. And so I don't know where you are in your walk. Maybe you've come to Christ and you've experienced salvation and you have the fruit of the spirit you have your inheritance as a child of god you have love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness kindness patience all of those things self-control maybe you have your inheritance and you're living in that 
But lately, it's gotten easy to just grab your inheritance and kind of go your own way and kind of do things your own way and hope your inheritance lasts. Hope that peace doesn't run out. You hope that joy doesn't run out. And so you're just kind of doing things your own way. And now maybe you're finding yourself in a place where all of that is running out and there's not as much you thought there was. And it's not because God has run out of these things, but because you've went off and done things your own way, like the prodigal son did. I can make it on my own. I don't have to stay in the word of God. I don't have to stay in the church of God. I don't have to stay in the body of believers. I don't have to do things his way. I I got this. I've been doing this long enough. I got this. I can do this on my own. And when we do that, we start running out of things. The peace is not as easy to come by when we're not walking closely with God. The joy is not easy to come by when we're trying to make it in this world by ourselves. And so we begin to lose everything that we've been granted when we're not walking with him. So I want to encourage you, there is power in coming back. I don't care how long you've been, if you stepped away yesterday or if you stepped away six years ago or how many ever long you've stepped away, it doesn't matter. There is a power in coming back. When you come back to the Father, He is there with grace and mercy and and all of that inheritance that you've squandered away trying to live in this world by yourself he's got that over and over and over again for you to give to you because that's who he is he is a father who has mercy that is new every morning and his grace is abundant and you say how can this be because i have sinned against him he knows that he knows that and he's just waiting for you to come back he's just waiting for you to, to come back, to fall at his feet and say, I have sinned and I need you. I'm sorry that I tried to do this without you. I'm back. I'm back and I want to serve you and I want to be here with you and I want to live in the status that I'm supposed to live in. And he will say, you're still my son. You're still my daughter. And he will rejoice that you are back. He's not going to force you back. He's not going to overcome your free will and force you to come back to him. But I promise you that there is grace in the Father's house. There is grace in the Father's house. Stumbling and falling, that's not the end. It doesn't have to be the end. You can choose to come back. In John chapter 18, we find Jesus on trial before his crucifixion. And in verse 18, 25 and through verse 27 people approach peter and say you were with him weren't you and he denies them three times he he absolutely not i was never with him i don't even know who you're talking about and he completely denies jesus just a couple of chapters later in john 20 mary has seen the empty tomb and she runs back to tell peter and john in verses three through eight and peter responds by running to the tomb he, he, had, he had denied Jesus, and Jesus had died. But now in this moment, where do you find Peter still running after Jesus? Yes, he had messed up. Yes, in the moment that Jesus needed him the most to be his friend, he was gone. But he didn't stay there. He, you find him running back to the scene. You find him running back to Jesus in John 20. And then in John 21, 
when Jesus comes to to speak with them on the sea at, at the Sea of Galilee and he has that conversation with Peter, Peter, do you love me? And he asked them three times and all three times Peter says, yes, yes, I love you. You know that I love you. You know that I'm in in this this time. I'm not going anywhere. I've learned. I have sinned. I've learned. I've come back. Yes, I love you. And Jesus's response was not, well, you, you kind of need to prove it for the next couple of years. No, his response was, Peter, feed my sheep. I've got kingdom work for you to do. And he restored him. You're not too far gone. You can always come back to grace. It's just a decision, a decision that only you can make. I can't do it for you. God will not do it for you. You have to make that decision that I've been out here on my own long enough. I've been trying to figure this out on my own long enough. I've got to go back. And even though I feel guilty and embarrassed and ashamed, I have to go back. It's my only option because I'm running out of love that I can give to my family. And I'm running out of the peace of God that passes all understanding. I'm running out of these things that I thought I could handle, that I thought I could just keep forever. But when we're not walking with the Spirit, when we're not living in the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is hard to come by. And so this is not just a one-time thing of, well, I don't know why you're talking to me because I got saved years and years ago. But today, right now, are you walking in the Spirit? Is He controlling your life? Is He Lord of your life? In Romans 8, verses 14 through 17, it says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God... These are the sons of God. Did you catch that? For all who are being led, are you being led by the Spirit? Are you walking closely with Him? Is He in control of your life? For if He is, if you are being led by the Spirit of God, then you are a son and daughter of God. Verse 15, For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. There's so much in that passage But did you catch that, being led by him, being with him, if we're with him? There's there's something in that relationship that it's not just a one-time thing that we suddenly get all that is God's and then we can go do our own thing. But receiving the fruit of the Spirit, receiving the gifts that God has for us, that peace that passes all understanding, that reconciliation between us and God, the fact that he adopts us into his family, all of these amazing gifts that he gives us are in his presence. They don't last long outside of his presence. The peace doesn't last long when we try to do life by ourselves. So friend, wherever you are today, wherever you are on your journey, There is power in coming back. Always, always go back to grace.